I'm going to do something different today. And please make sure this is recorded. I want to find out what I said. I just want to have a talk, okay? We are in crisis time in this nation. And I've been around for 67 years. I've seen a lot of crises. I've seen this nation go through a lot of things. And I just want to share some of my thoughts. Some of it will be opinion, and that's okay. I get a right to do that because I got the mic, okay? Just so you know that. But I just want to share some thoughts and perspective. Um, And what, how many of you have a Bible, a physical Bible? Will you hold it up? Okay. How many of you have access to a physical Bible in front of you in the pew? Grab it and hold it up. Okay. Okay. Good. Make sure that you have one or more of those at home in print. Okay. Because things are being censored. Just, just know it. Things are being censored. Uh, You need to know that. Um, Those of you that have been following some of the media reports and some of the things going on, our big tech companies are censoring people off the Internet. Now, if if they want to censor certain people because they believe it's their right, that's why they censored our president, took him off Twitter. They're trying to get rid of parliament. They're trying to get rid of free exchange of ideas and speech under the guise of protecting. And, And I... Violent speech and violence has no place anywhere, but free speech is one of the rights that we've been founded upon in this country. And just so you know, it's not just some of those, those people that are being censored or removed. My daughter has a Twitter account with a 1,000 followers. She's never posted anything political, never. She posts spiritual things, verses, encouragements, She's been removed. It's happening all over. It's not just happening in the political realm of speech. It's happening in the realm of faith. Okay? If you have a Bible app, they can, it's gone. Just like that. Electronic stuff, make sure you have your Bible. We, we are founded on truth. And truth has to be uncompromising. It's part of our statement of faith as a church. The, the word of God is the truth that we base our faith on. Now, I, I want to give you a little perspective because truth is a, is a huge deal today. Because people say, well, they're posting on truth or this or that. Yeah. Let, I want to go back to, I was born in 1953. I was born at a very young age at 53. So. And I remember in the 1960s, the Vietnam War was going on, Okay. And my dad, my dad is a pastor, but he was very engaged in what was happening in the country. Very engaged in what was going on with the political realm and all the things that were happening. And, and he, I remember sitting in the living room with NBC or ABC or CBS News on at night, giving reports on the Vietnam War and giving reports on this and that and the other thing. And my dad saying, that's not true. That's not true. He challenged the truth. And, of course, one of, the, one of his sources of truth, there were, there were a lot of, of columnists who wrote about events that were happening. And one of the guys was Paul Harvey. Okay? How many of you listened to Paul Harvey ever? 
Paul Harvey was really the only, and he was the beginner, beginning of talk radio. He was the first one that did that. He had a 15-minute program every day, and he would speak truth along with some humor. But he basically, and he was, he was the only media voice that seemed that contradicted the three medias. Now, there were three television studios, programs, stations at that time. Some of you going, only three? Are you kidding? Yeah, three. It was ABC, NBC, CBS. That's it. So if you wanted news on television or any shows to watch, there were three channels. That was it. Now, so they basically gave the narrative of the news. And I remember my dad saying, I don't believe that because I know different. I, he knew truth in a different way. They presented a truth way back then. This is in the 60s from their perspective. Okay? Now, it's okay to editorial and do that other stuff. But they, that's where I learned that there were different opinions about what was happening in the world today. I learned that there were different opinions. Well, these three channels dominated everything for a long period of time until CNN. Remember CNN when it came out? CNN, it's like 24-7 CNN news and everybody said, wow, we finally have a different perspective. And, and there was a different perspective. It was considered conservative when it came out. And that kind of changed and pretty soon we had four channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, and CNN. And then Fox News came on the scene and oh my goodness, what a mess. That was, I remember during the 2000 election, it was like the narrative was this, and then there was Fox News. There was a different narrative on truth. Okay, now, at the same time, I remember, and this, this happened to me probably, um, we were living in Seattle, and I, I subscribed to the Seattle Times. And I read all the, all the editorials in the pages. Every, you know, they had different perspectives. You had liberals and conservatives on the editorial page. You had the news, which I thought, well, some of it's accurate. Some of it, I think, is a little skewed, but they had editorials in the page. And I, I'll never forget the day that the, that the Seattle Times trumpeted the fact that they were now going to move from their editorial page, and they were going to exclusively include the editorial page from the New York Times. I didn't know what to expect until the next week. All the conservatives, all the voices on one end of the spectrum of truth or editory were gone. And it was a monochromatic news, even the editorial pages. Now, I'm giving you that perspective because we see this on steroids now. It's absolutely incredible. If you watch the news the last five years, it's one story, one line, one line. They all say the same catchphrase, whatever, day after day after day. There's one message. The news and perspective of truth has been one-sided for a long time. There are other voices, and with the rise of the Internet, we started having other voices. We had talk radio. We had the Internet. We had other, other perspectives. And so you could listen to this media or that media or whatever, and it was fine because there was a, there was a balance that came out of that because there was a counterbalance. That's fast disappearing because we're being censored. Any conservative voice, any religious voice, any voice of faith is being censored. And if you trumpet the wrong message, you can be fired. Now, I'll say this, okay? 
We have friends that were at the Washington, D.C. rally, Trump rally. It was very peaceful. They said we were with the people all the way, all the way there, all the way up to the Capitol steps. We were there. And they said Trump, the Trump people were not violent. Said there were some Antifa and BLM. There were some other people that dressed up like us, and they created the violence and blamed the Trump supporters. Now, that's their perspective. Now, if you present that perspective anywhere, there's a, a person that has a job in Seattle. It was published this morning. He just said we need to be careful to look at all sides and the fact that maybe this was instigated by somebody other than Trump supporters. He's being fired because he expressed... Now, this is free speech we're talking about. This is truth. Now, people, this is where it starts. You know where they're coming after next? You. They're coming after the church of Jesus Christ. That's what they're doing. You better have your Bible printed and in your hands because they're not going to stop with that. You'll go on Apple and try to download a Bible app. Oh, I guess it's gone. Try to get online and look at Gateway Bible, whatever. Oh, they removed it. It's, it's religious. It's, it's anti American, it's anti-whatever. It talks about sin. We're not going to let it be on there. We have to hold to truth and understand where that's going. And we need to pray against that. People, we, this, now, let, let me just say this, okay? And I've, I've shared this from the pulpit before. When you look at the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation, we know how this ends. We, we know the end story. Now, and Bible prophecy has a lot of different things, but, but the, the, the commonality with all of these is that someday there will be a one-world government that controls everyone's life. You won't be able to buy or sell or do anything unless you have the mark of the beast, whatever that, we don't know what that is. It could, and Nowadays, it's, it's like, it could be a chip, it could be a credit card, it could be any number of things. But you can't buy or sell. Did you know they're, they're outlawing cash in some parts of the country? Why? COVID. You can't buy or sell with cash in some parts of this country. But that be, be that as it may, the technology, everything's there. We know that at the end time, someday, there will be an antichrist with a beast, and they're going to rule the world in one world government. And that anybody that's a Christian or becomes to Christ during that time will be persecuted. Now, we believe, I, I personally believe, that the, the rapture will come before that happens to us. So we will be delivered from that. But whether you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, a mid-tribulation rapture, or post-tribulation rapture, we're going to all go up at the same time, just so you know. But whatever happens... We know the ending. And then Jesus Christ is going to come at the end of that tribulation period and he's going to judge and he's going to establish his kingdom forever and ever and ever. We know the ending. It's awesome. Okay? But we have to ask, truly, what time are we in right now? Because if things don't change very quickly, it's going to be the church that's thrown onto the bus soon. You need to be ready. You need to be, we need to pray because we don't know. Now, that, now, what interrupted this one world government, this march to 
one world government and the Great Reset and some of the other things they're talking about. You know what interrupted that? The 2016 election. And I've said that before. One person, one man got elected and he totally upset the apple cart. And that's why he was so hated and vilified. And he's been vilified for five years trying to get rid of him. If he's out of the way, we don't know yet. I'll be honest, I don't know yet. Then the Congress has already passed laws which outlaw the use of mother, father, cousin, grandmother, all those names. I guess we're all just people. No identities at all. You can't use those in the Congress of the United States of America. Now, they outlawed those words. They are passing and want to pass abortion on demand at any stage. They want to attack and remove all of the protections that were put in by our President Trump for religious freedom. They want to remove those in the first 30 days. That's truth. Now, the media is going to give you a different thing because you are the enemy because you don't believe in gay marriage and you believe that marriage is one man, one woman. You believe those things that are hate speech. And if you believe in hate speech and you put that on Twitter or you put it anywhere, they'll remove you from the media. And they've done that. So the message is they've come after these people. You're next. Unless God intervenes in an amazing way. And I felt like this was so serious, I put aside my sermon and I said, I'm just going to talk. I don't have notes. That's very dangerous for me. Ask Judy. I don't have any notes. I wanted to share my heart because this, the church of Jesus Christ is on the verge of an outpouring of persecution unless God intervenes. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. So what's the good news? Well, I, have to, I always have to go to the Word of God. And I'm going to talk about this for just a minute. And then I was, I'm going to ask that, that we just take some time to pray. And with people in your row or somebody else or with the, wherever you want to go, just, we're going to take some time to pray today. Um, this is out of I can get my glasses out there we go I can talk without my glasses but I can't read Okay. Psalm 44 says it was not by their sword that they won the land nor did their arm bring them victory it was your right hand your arm the light of your face for you loved them He said, I do not trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God, we make our boast all day long. And we will praise your name forever. Psalm 46 says this. God is our refuge and strength. An ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is the opposite of faith. We will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Those are big, big events. 
though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And further down there it says, be still and know. Let go and relax, for I am God. Be still and know. Let go and relax, for I am God. There's another passage I want to read out of 2 Corinthians 10. talks about the battle that's going on because we tend to we tend to personalize battles and vilify people it's not about people in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 it says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's the power we have. And I want us to take some time this morning, find one or two, three others. We're just going to take some time to pray. We'll take a few minutes. And... Pray that people's eyes would be opened. Pray for truth. Pray that our eyes would be opened. And pray that God would have mercy. Does America deserve mercy? Mercy is not deserved. We, we don't deserve, I mean, we've done a lot of things as a country. We are not a perfect people. The church is not perfect. We can't stand up as a church and point to people and say, you're sinners and we're not. No. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all in the same boat. And God in his mercy has forgiven us our sins. God in his grace has delivered us. God has given us freedoms that, that no other nations have. The greatest of those are the freedom of speech, which is being totally destroyed, and the freedom of religion, the freedom to worship freely. You take those away, and everything else goes down the tubes. Everything else goes down the tubes. And I'm just going to pray that the thing that I pray, because I ask when people have opinions about what's going on, I ask them, where, where do you get your news? Where do you get your news? What, what voices are you listening to? Because you'll get every combination of everything you can imagine in the news. And I pray that you would be discerning to see and hear truth, the truth. I'm not going to stand up here and say, I have a corner on truth. The Bible, the Word of God, is truth. But if you ask God to reveal truth, he will reveal truth to you. I want us to pray, and then we're going to break up and pray in groups a little bit. Father, we just thank you that that you are in control, that even if the mountains are thrown into the sea, even if all these things happen, we know that you still are God and that we can let go and relax. We can be still and know that you are God. And so, Father, above all things, I pray that you will send your peace and joy in the middle of this storm, in the middle of all the things that we're experiencing. 
And Father, we know that individuals here are dealing with all kinds of individual things. It's more than, it, there's a microcosm of, of health issues and deaths and family and, and, and financial issues and job problems and all kinds of things. All of those things are part of that. And then you the bigger picture of what's happening to our country right now. And we pray for mercy and we pray, God, that you would have mercy on the United States of America. And we thank you in Jesus' name. You can move anywhere. Let's just take, find two or three other people and let's just take some time to pray this morning. Just pray. You can pray out loud, pray silently, whatever. If you want to join hands or just join in a group, that's fine too. <laughs> 